How's it going? Welcome to the Trades and Grades YouTube channel. I'm your host, Noah Wright. Alongside me is Caleb Nemi, and we are back at it with the second part of round two, um, 2023 rookie mock draft. If you didn't see the first part of round two, we went through the 201 through the 206. Um, and so if you haven't seen that, click on this link up here in the top corner. Um, and then we did a whole other round one. So if you haven't seen any of that, um, then it's best to go watch that as well. So I'll put another link up here for you guys. And you go ahead and click on that. Go watch round one. Finish it up. Go right into round two. Um, and this will be the end of the super flex. So this is now a super flex um, of a rookie mock. But we've had a lot of fun with these. And it's only going to get better as time goes on. Uh, we'll come back to these in a couple months. You know, when, the, when it's probably – March or April or whatever, and we have nothing else to do because we have no fantasy football, and all we want to do is draft, and we got to wait until May. Um, we're gonna come back here, look at these, and we're gonna have, you know, we'll make even better videos with more information after we've watched more film, um, and you know, we'll have closer ADP and all that good stuff. So, without further ado, we're gonna go with the two oh seven. Caleb Nimi, what you got? The two oh seven. Yeah, I'm going with my boy Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet, however you want to say his last name, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, poor guy, the, the fall from grace for the dynasty community. If we would have been talking June, July, this man would have been being mocked somewhere in the super flex range of 108 to 112. And now we're sitting here at the 207 and he's still on the board. So what went wrong was Zach, however you say his last name from UCLA. 195 attempts, 1,359 yards, 14 touchdowns. So you're like, okay, okay, not bad. 6'1", 220. So he's got the size. He's got 29 BMI. So we're like very excited about him. Plus he's 21 years old. So he's going to be 22 when the draft happens. We're like, okay, we like that age. A lot of things that are going in his favor. The problem that's right now happening, he has a very low scouting grade. Um, we're looking at probably going to be a late third, early fourth round pick. And – Based on what we've been saying, Noah talked about this last episode, the difference between a third-round third round drafted NFL running back and a fourth-round NFL drafted running back, for fantasy purposes, night and day. Night and day. It's weird that literally maybe two picks could change the perception of what you are as a running back, but that is the case. And so, especially with the depth that's happening, with all the free agents that are moving around, uh, I think Zach's probably going to kind of be like a fallen soldier for the running back community. But if you're someone like me that has collected second round pick after second round pick, this is the kind of guy you want to throw your dart at knowing the talent that he has, knowing that, Hey, he has the talent to be a first round, a fir not, not like a first round NFL running back, but like a first round dynasty pick. So we're, we're taking the shot. We're shooting high. And uh, we're hoping that our man, Zach can just lead us to the lead us to fantasy glory. Yeah, no, I mean, we're going to keep, or at least I'm going to keep going back to last year and kind of comparing because I think that's like the easiest way to be able to tell like, okay, we've been able to see this year's class. So how do they compare? Um, and I think to me, he would have been a guy that's probably in right after Kenneth Walker where he probably would have been like the number three guy. And we were kind of going through it and being like, okay, because we thought he was going to come out last year because he was a draft eligible I had him on my boards and I was looking at him and you know we had Isaiah Spiller up there and he was right next to Isaiah Spiller and um uh, you know with with draft capital uh, you know we saw Spiller fall so that was a 
we will change our you know, our prospect boards and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised he went back to school. Um, but he's really, you know, as a senior, he's not that old. Uh, he currently is still 21 years old. He'll, t- he'll turn 22 in January. Um, so it's not like he's ancient. He's younger. Well, he's going to be going in the draft. He's going to be younger than Najee Harris was. Um, Najee's, you know, almost ancient for running backs. And it seemed like too many people cared all that much uh, when drafting him because of his production. And, you know, he's from Alabama. So he's got that going for him. But for Charbonnet, he had such a good year last year with over 1,100 yards on the ground. I was like, is he even going to, Is it, you know, is there any purpose for him going back? Maybe I guess he just got advice where, you know, the draft capital wasn't going to be there for him. So you know what he does? He goes back and he dominates. He has over 1,300 yards in the ground on 195 attempts. That's seven yards per carry, 14 touchdowns, and he's increased his receiving game, 37 receptions for the 321 yards. So that's a lot of numbers. Basically, is he had a good year last year, and he did even better this year. I think because he's on the West Coast, not a whole lot of people get to watch him. I certainly haven't gotten to watch as much as I would have liked. I got to watch him some um, you know, when they played against USC. Uh, but he's had so many good games this year. Um, and so... I, I am surprised that he fell this far even on our own because you, you almost kind of forget about him be, because he's not one of those prospects where they came out as a junior, and that's what you're looking for. But he's such a solid – to have him at 207, that's just like mind-boggling to me that he's – and this is probably going to happen in a lot of you know your guys' drafts that you're doing because and the, things can change drastically. But this is what we're looking at right now. I don't feel like we're too far off of what ADP is. And so – yeah, Zach Charbonnet, 207. That's a great pick. I, I like him quite a bit. There's just so many good running backs in this class. Um, and so leads me to the 208. And then, and again, there's just there's more running backs we could pick. But I think I'm gonna go with the guy that's perhaps not um somebody that is ready to be in the NFL right now. And here's the thing. No, all, perhaps all these players that we're picking, not all of them are going to be eligible. They might stay in college, which is like this year, this time last year, Zach Charbonnet. We thought he was going to the draft. Turns out he was staying back in college. So some of these guys might stay. Just keep that in mind um, when we're making these picks. But this guy right here is somebody I think has a lot of upside, but a lot of growing to do as well. Um, he's kind of shown that he's had, you know, he's got moments where he can be a great quarterback. And then there's times, maybe not so much. But this late in the draft, I'm going to be kind of picking on upside. In the super flex, quarterback is king. So I'm going to be going with Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Quarterback. And he's had, I think, one of the hottest starts to the year in college football. That first couple of games where I was like, okay, like here he is. This is going to be the guy who's going to be the quarterback three over Will Levis. I think he's going to be behind Stroud and behind Young, but he's going to be able to move up. And then they kind of fell. Florida started to not do so hot. And then it was kind of like an afterthought. He had some questionable games um, this so far this year. His completion percentage is 54%. He's got 2,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. His QBR is 70.7, so that's 36th. It's okay. 
Uh, it's not great. He's just really, you know, he's had games where, like against South Carolina, he's 11 for 23, 112 yards. Not super ideal. Next game, they play against Vanderbilt. 25 of 42 for 400 yards, three touchdowns. So you know that he has it. And the biggest thing I think with him is his athleticism is through the roof. Most athletic quarterback, perhaps in this entire class, if he decides to go by a mile. And I know there's going to be a team that sees these, um, you know, attributes that you can't teach at 6'4, 232, and he is so mobile. And I just know that there's going to be a team that goes out there and they're going to, they're going to see what he has and they're going to be able to hopefully mold him. You know, you want a team that has good uh, production and, um, and good like scouting and be able to take in a quarterback like him. But there's so much upside to be had. I just hope that some team can tap that potential. You are speaking just beautifully melodies <laughs> about Anthony Richardson. I think in in an ideal world, if Anthony Richardson was like ab- absolutely balling out, having this like Joe Burrow type season, which based on the first game when he had the highlights, we were expecting, we would be talking about Anthony Richardson as uh, a one ten to one twelve type first round dynasty quarterback. But since that hasn't been happening, and there's reports that. He's going to slip in the NFL draft if he comes out due to some of his decision-making and maybe questionable um, throws. And I know a lot of people are quite – I mean, he has the arm strength. He's got all the intangibles. We kind of lack some accuracy, but that's okay. We're excited. We're excited. We see the rushing upside. We see the Konami code quarterback that he is. If this guy hits and you get him where we're getting him in the back end of the second round, like, good for you. This is the type of move that would – propel your rebuild from being three years long to being two years long or being a w- one year. Like it, it could change everything if he actually turns into what we think he could turn into. The same thing though was said about Malik Willis and now Malik Willis in his one game of starting, you did definitely see the fantasy rushing upside. So we can't downplay that yet, but he did follow the third round. And so if the same thing happens with Anthony Richardson, I think, I'm going to be a little bit further off him. But if he goes in the second round, if he comes out, which is still a big if, I'm really excited about Anthony Richardson and the prospect that he is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think Malik Willis is an interesting case. Um, Both mobile quarterbacks that um, kind of lacked uh, certain things that are pro-ready quarterback you'd like to see in the passing game. Um, And so he got drafted much later than most expected, slipped in rookie drafts. And, uh, and probably rightfully so well, uh, you know, he hasn't shown his, his full potential yet. Um, but hopefully Richardson has a better case than, uh, than, uh, Malik Willis did. So but that at two Oh eight, I'm more than happy to get him. I, so he was actually going to be my pick. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you took him and swiped him off of me. And now with the what? Two Oh nine. Yep. I'm on the board. We're looking and we're like, man, quarterbacks aren't great. And we got a lot of questionable wide receivers on the board. Tight end, I'm still, I mean, if I'm assuming it's even, like, let's just quote-unquote say it's tight end premium. I'm not feeling any of these guys. So with my next pick, I am going with Devon Chain, Texas A&M. Now, 5'9", 185. Okay, 
He's just going to be a scat back. Just look at that. He's pointing to himself because he knows. He's the fastest guy on the field. Now, if NFL doesn't work out for him, being a track star will work out for him. So he is, him and his family will definitely be taken care of, whatever that might be looking like. Um, he's got a 27.3 BMI. So he is, like, I, I don't feel, even though he is smaller, like, we do feel good about his size. He's not going to be a workhorse running back by any means. Um, he's in the 58th percentile for like college dominator rating. So there's just like a few things that I'm a little bit nervous about, but when you're getting into this kind of portion of the draft, we're shooting for upside and he is a game wrecker with his speed. And so like, I like to compare, like when I watch him play, he reminds me, we really haven't seen someone like super fast. Like saying Chris Johnson, like they're totally two separate different running backs, but like, imagine if Chris Johnson and Darren Sproles had a baby that would be that's questionably like not as good as both of their traits that would be Devon A. Chain and so um I don't know like he's probably gonna go in the fourth or fifth round and that is a little bit nerve-wracking when you're like well I could take this like wide receiver that draft got drafted in like the third round but I think a lot of like you got to shoot for upside and that's what we're doing here so I don't really have any extra thoughts when you get to this point. It's like, I'm just taking the guy that I'm like, could this guy become a, like a top 10 at his position at one point in his career? And I think a chain has that upside. Do I think he's actually going to like achieve it? It's it's, I'm not as confident, but at this point, whatever, it's just late round second pick. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, man, it's so tough because he's an electric player. I mean, you get him in a special teams, an NFL team, he's going to light it up on punt and kick returns, I think, if he gets that opportunity. As a running back, it's just going to be such an uphill battle because he's so small. I mean, 5'8", so you said 185, that's like almost non-existent. The odds of him being even a top 24 running back ever are extremely slim. And so for fantasy purposes, I just – I don't know what to do with him because he's it's such an odd um, instance of somebody being so talented and so athletic, but having so many odds stacked against him. And people will be like, oh, well, you know, you got Austin Eckler and well, he was an undrafted free agent. And that, what is that? A, a one time, you know, pretty much diamond in the rough, unicorn occurrence. And like we said in the last episode, you're, you just can't be now. I get it. Second round. So you can late second round, you can try and go for upside here, which is kind of what you're going for. Um, but it's just like, man, it's going to be so hard to pin that down. So I'm not quite sure I'm at with him. He's not a bad player, but I I just don't know what his fantasy outlook holds. Hopefully, hopefully you draft somebody and I have a question to ask you. Once you okay. Go. So yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> I feel like I can't not pick this guy here um, at the uh, – well, we got 210 now, um, and it's and it's solely because of my allegiance to the fighting Illini. And uh, I, I live, you know, within close range of the University of Illinois, so I'm a big Illinois fan. This guy has been absolutely ridiculous this year. I mean, just like I, I can't put into words how excited I am that Illinois has a player that's worth drafting in fantasy football because they always have offensive linemen, 
They always have super good defensive players. They have the one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best quarterback in Devin Witherspoon this year. We're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about fantasy football. Chase Brown out of the University of Illinois has been on Heisman watch this year, and it's been so much fun to go and be able to watch him. I've been to almost every single home game, um, and so while I am biased, he is a guy that I've seen a lot of high-up analysts um, have them – in the mid to mid second round so far in their rookie mocks, uh, but he had sixteen hundred and forty three. He's the nation's leading ru- leading rusher in rushing yards. I'm sorry, I can't even talk. I'm just so excited about Chase Brown. And he's got twenty seven receptions for two hundred forty yards. He can get the receiving game, but he's a workhorse running back if there ever was. Five eleven, two hundred five, a little bit on the small side. That is his one knock. I'll give him yards. After contact, I am a little worried about, but he's so elusive and he has great patience. He can see the hole great. Um, he's just an all-around very good running back, and uh, I don't really know what else to say. I love Chase Brown. So, yes, I love I love me some Chase Brown too. Uh, shout out to him being like the first actual running back that's going to get drafted since like Rashard Mendenhall. Is that is that correct? Um, whew, testing my knowledge here. I think um, shoot. Keyshawn Vaughn, who's now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, would be. But he transferred. He transferred. That doesn't count. Well, <laughs> okay. anyway, so how, how how close? So how close for the viewers? So I just picked uh, a chain and Brown. They're probably going to be going very close to each other in rookie drafts. Like how close do you have those two? Yeah. Um, and clearly, I mean, clearly you'd probably lean Brown because you're an Illinois fan. But like taking your bias out of it, like, do you think it's closer, or are you still leaning Brown? Yeah, no, I think, like, realistically, if I had to give out rankings right now um, in, like, the second round of these running backs we've picked, I'd say probably it, it's similar to what we've picked. I'd say Tank, um, and this is, if you guys haven't seen the first part, I mean, at this point, you're, you're kind of too far gone to, like, if you're watching this, you probably have already seen the first one. If not, then, like, spoiler, Tank, Kendra Miller, Blake Corum, Zach. I mean, I feel like, I really feel like we we're picking him in a pretty good, you know, way about us. I would put uh, Chase over Devin just because of the difference in body type. Um, I just think that he's way higher success, uh, way, way higher chance of success, um, just because of the fact that he's 5'11", 205. I think he can still put on some LBs. And he's, like, ridiculously ripped, too. Dude's got, like, a six-pack and just, like, stunting on everybody. But, yeah, I think that's that is the biggest, like, in terms of athleticism, you know, Akane or I, I got to figure out how to pronounce his name, but he is like a freak, but it's just, like I said, uphill battle. I would lean with Brown. Perfect. And so then am I up? Is it the 211? Is this where 211. I'm at? 211 right now. We are going Zay Flowers. Okay. Boston College. Uh, I don't know. I, I was doing a, a debt, like what, like a, dynasty rookie draft with um kevin du bois uh and a few of those guys yep and um i forget who it was that drafted zay flowers and like someone made fun of him for it and like he gave like all this great backing um now granted zay flowers he is a fourth year so senior but last last year he had 44 receptions this year he burst on the scene with 78 receptions over a thousand yards 12 receiving touchdowns 
Um, he's 22, so he's going to be, I think he's going to be 23 by the draft happens. So he's older. He's an older senior. Um, but dude's just super fast. Like if you watch kind of the same way we were talking about like Josh Downs and how they're just, I think who was the other guy we were talking about that was gliding in this class? Oh, Jalen oh, Hyatt. Uh, Hyatt. Like, same exact thing with Zay Flowers, but he plays for the Boston College, so he doesn't get as much um, nationwide attention. Now he's probably going to go somewhere late third, early fourth. So we're kind of like – I like to put him as like that sleeper of like last year was like Kaylee Shakir for me. Like he's kind of in that range where I think he's better than Shakir was, um, and he's going to get better draft capital. So um, hopefully he lands in a good spot. Like if he could land on a team like – let's say he lands on like the Chargers – or like the Packers, we've been saying that for years, or like the Miami Dolphins or like some team that where he could land and like find himself like in a wide receiver three role. Um, I think it's going to be super exciting to be able to get him in the second round and hope that it help, like works out for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's like one of those things where like you need second round, late second round, early third, and it's kind of like trying to figure out, okay, what's the difference between this guy and the next guy? And, you know, his production this year, every – He's been able to increase, like you said, he had over a thousand yards um, receiving, twelve touchdowns, and he's on Boston College, which not exactly the best football team um, by any stretch of the imagination. So he's not having a you know great quarterback play per se, um, and so at five ten one seventy two, he's most looking like a slot type player, um, but. When he gets to the combine, we can watch more tape and testing. It'll be interesting to see how he stacks up against the rest. I haven't got to watch very much of him. Um, it's, you know, it's um, I think it's cool that you bring up that you had that um, uh, Debbie or whatever um, rookie mock draft, whatever it was, um, with Kevin Coleman, and those are some really good guys to pick their brains. Up. And I, I think that is definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Um, have a flyer there at the uh, at the end of the second, so. Um, I will wrap it up here with the 12, sorry, the two twelve last pick here in the second round. Um, and it's kind of difficult because there's nothing that really stands out to me. Um, I would love to end the second round with chase Brown, but I don't really know who to pick before. I kind of just postponing this pick. And so it comes down to like a couple wide receivers, um, because I don't really like many of the quarterbacks left. So the tight ends are kind of suspect. So basically I'm down to a handful of guys. Oh my gosh. I guess we'll go with, I just, I, man, I don't, I don't like this at all. I literally can't even decide. I know who I would pick. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a bold pick here. I'm going to go. I was going to go with Marvin Mims. I just can't do it because of Denzel. Uh, so sorry I'm treating you because your brother. But I'm gonna go with Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Now I don't feel like he's a player that is extremely well known, and I'll be honest, like I haven't watched a lot of um, Iowa State football, uh, especially because Breach Hall's gone now. But I'm not sure why I haven't seen this guy like anywhere. Six three two oh five. This dude is a prototypical alpha. And he's had almost 1,200 receiving yards so far, with 107 receptions, six touchdowns. Last year, he had almost 1,000 receiving yards. The year before that, as a, as I guess a freshman, 
he had 771 receiving. So every year he's increased. And it's like he's he's like a perfect alpha X wide receiver. It's what you want. And you get him at the end of the second round. I'm like, why is this guy falling? I haven't seen anything. Evidently, has a uh, notorious ability to drop the football. So in a wide receiver, obviously you don't want a guy who can drop the football. But I don't. I personally don't think that drops are indicative. I think that is something that can be fixable. When it comes to wide receivers, it's not a sticky stat, I guess, uh, for lack of better words. But I think that this is a guy that you, no one really has talked much about, or at least I haven't seen much about. And uh, I'm more than happy to take a shot on him because he's got such good um, production from Iowa State. No, he's a reception monster. Just because you drop a lot, you're getting targeted. You're earning those targets. Like, you're catching most of them. Whatever. Like, no, cool. Like, we gave Deontay Johnson, like, a drop problem, but he was still producing at crazy levels in the NFL. Um, I know we're done, but I'm going to give two – I'm going to throw two more flyers that will probably end up making their way and kick some of these guys that we just talked about out. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett for Maryland, wide receiver. Um, He's had a really great season, so very underrated. I've seen, like – a lot of mocks where he's going in the middle of second round Superflex, uh, rookie mocks, which is always a little bit interesting because I feel like he's had a down year compared to last year. Um, and then Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State, uh, which I will be cha- cheering very, very hard for Kansas State on Saturday as they play uh, TCU. And so, uh, yeah, I think those are two guys that potentially could make their way also into the second round over maybe some of the guys we talked about. Yep. Yep, Marvin Mims, another guy I mentioned. Um, Parker Washington out of Penn State. I do like Parker Washington. Um, you know, and then a couple of quarterbacks. Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami had at the beginning of the season had a chance. I don't, I don't see that, you know, happening. We we don't have a lot of tight ends. Darnell Washington out of out of Georgia and Sam Laporta out of Iowa. A couple of guys to keep your eye on as we're uh, we're moving into the third round and into the future. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you uh, so much for sticking around. We really appreciate it. Like this video. Uh, subscribe to our channel. We're going to continue to put out content um, like these videos. If you guys enjoyed this, um, put it, you know, comment down in the chat what you guys want to see next. Um, we're always trying to figure out what um, is the best dynasty content to put out there. We're always trying to figure out what uh, you guys want to see. And so just go ahead and leave a comment. Um, and if you guys have any trade questions, I know the trade lines are looming around. We've had a couple in some of my own leagues. If you have any trades, uh, throw those in the comments as well. I'll be happy to answer some of those. We've had some in previous videos. I love getting comments from you guys, so really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's all we got for you. So we'll see you on the next one.